I didn't mean like go. You don't see, you don't go, you don't run on ready, do you? Huh? You ready, steady, go. I didn't run on ready. Ready, steady, cook. I didn't run on ready. I was like, went on a beat up. You were halfway down the track by the time we got to go. Disqualified. Disqualified. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. I want to know. You piece of shit. Um, Do you remember, I don't know, maybe we had different upbringings. Right. Like when YouTube first became a thing, right? Did you use it to? Did you use it to look at ghost videos? Ever? Mm. Did that ever? Was that ever like a curiosity that you had? How old are you talking though? How old would we have been when YouTube first came around? Well, we were I... definitely in late primary school, early secondary. See, school. I didn't really have the internet until I was about like as a household twenty-one. Thing, <laughs> until I was, <laughs> until I moved to yesterday. Yeah, until I moved to my own flat, and I, I was, was, I, was probably, I could get what I wanted. I my mum couldn't tell me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> my mum, my mum was like, "No, none of that newfangled electricity." Yeah, that the internet. That there's the devil's tool. <laughs> you get those hand cranked showers <laughs> or nothing else. Uh, and you'd be grateful for it. That's the thing. <laughs> uh, I was about 15 when I got the internet now. Okay. Yeah. It's just something that my mum didn't really take to uh, until, like, she just didn't really. Yeah, just, yeah that's fair. Just not so so you never had, like, dial up? You never had, like, the, uh, did you go straight to was, broadband? We did have a brief period when we had dial up, um, which my mum was always terrified to use because she was, like, just, just terrified it was always going to cost money. And because, like, yeah, it, it 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 didn't. It just meant there was a computer in our house when I was a when I was younger, and it just wasn't <laughs> used it to play Minesweeper. <laughs> that was basically it. Yeah. It, well, she, I wasn't even allowed to do that just in case I accidentally went on to the internet. Because, <laughs> like, you know, because my mom you was never know. Your mom was just terrified it would just eat money because uh, at the time it just, just. Well, I remember when we had it. I think it was, I think it was ten p a minute before 6 p.m but then after 6 p.m it was 1 p a minute to go on the internet not too shabby yeah but it meant you couldn't go on the internet till after 6 p.m and even then my mom called my mom used to call my grandma at night she still does but like she's car like <laughs> every nice. night so at like seven o'clock she's like get off the dial up because i have to call your grand i'm like but i'm playing george bush shootout on mini clip <laughs> you're gonna take me away when i'm this close to the high score you weren't a runescape kid I played a little RuneScape. See, I was always, I always wanted to play RuneScape, but obviously, I didn't have the internet or, mm. or a computer or anything. Because it, when when it was described to me, it sounds like the greatest game of all time. It's like, oh my god, just you just all of this different stuff. I never actually, I never found out if it was any good. Is RuneScape still a thing? I don't remember. I think it is actually. I think I saw a video, an advert on YouTube recently. Oh, like, really? For like, it was like revamped RuneScape. Oh, okay. It's like, hey, all you cla- like people who remember playing the classic version. Well, this is that, but it probably runs better now because <laughs> the internet's better in yeah, general. Everything's better. We're all grown up now. This um, is your granddaddy's RuneScape. This exactly. is Club Penguin to the extreme. <laughs> but because I was asking, so yeah, backpedaling. So I was about fifteen. So I was maybe a bit like I don't know. I don't remember ever looking up YouTube. You don't remember videos. having that sort of curiosity i feel like maybe a briefly there was like i you found out there was a thing but I, i'm never really that sort of person because i don't really i'm i'm pretty skeptical about that sort yeah of no thing. so am i but not at that age no. at, like and not that i'm saying i was fully invested in it but it was that i think it is that like morbid curiosity thing mm. of like i know it's gonna freak me out but like i i want to like delve into it and i was gonna say something 
we're going to talk about a film today called Lake Mungo hmm. from 2008. Yes. Um, something that I thought the film captured really well, and I, I it reminded me of the the old school days of YouTube, is I think go I think because all ghost videos are fake. They're all bullshit because ghosts aren't real. You've not, never seen a ghost. Like they're not. It's not. I swear I'm gonna get haunted tonight. Touch wood. <laughs> but I, as far as I'm concerned, there's no such thing as ghosts. So all ghost videos are bullshit. But there was something much more like authentic feeling about them back in like two like the, like mid two thousands where it was all shot on like shitty yeah mobile phone cameras where you couldn't really make out what was going on and everything was a bit like jittery and a bit janky compared to now where like every single video on youtube to do with ghosts is like 100 percent fucking clickbait yeah and it's all like highly produced stuff and it's clearly you know there's a lot of like special effects at use and things like that and this film made me really weirdly really nostalgic for old school ghost videos hmm. There's a video in particular on YouTube that I'm obsessed with finding again because I can't find it. I don't think it exists anymore, but it used to be it was like a 10-minute uh montage of like or what, a, a, what would you call it like a collab? Not collab. Like, uh, like yeah, um on oh, fuck what's the fucking word? I don't know. I can't think of the word. Yeah. We'll say like yeah, we'll say like a 10-minute montage hmm. of just strung together these like seven or eight ghost videos. That when I was younger felt like so real, like yeah. fuck, man, like this could be it. And I don't think that video exists anymore. I've tried to find it, but I don't think it exists anymore. It doesn't matter how hard you look; all you're met with is like all the bullshit clickbait stuff that we have now. Hmm. Where it's like, I think my house is haunted, and the reason why will shock you. And then you click on the video, and it's some guy. And he's been like, "What's up, guys? I'm here, Dave. Blah, blah. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you haven't already." And it's like, show me the video first. And then yeah, and then I'll think about liking or subscribing. And then there's no ghosts because it's all bullshit. It's all just like an advert for their fucking merchandise or something. I don't know. I had YouTube sucks now. No, it's not like the good old days. But of course we say that because everything always feels better in the past. Yeah. But um, yeah, this film made me very nostalgic for that that time period, and it's a weird thing to be nostalgic for. But it was something that me and my friends were like very obsessed with when we were all like kids was like the idea of the paranormal and things like that like we we fucked up we like made a ouija board and like wow attempted to like fuck around with it and uh when you're like a kid doing that shit and it feels real it's like the scariest thing you've ever done of course it's bullshit yeah like it's complete bullshit i think the way that those things work is like like <clears throat> or at least what i kind of figured out when we did them was like if you're in a group of people it's that what, what would you call it like like a like an influence kind of thing yeah like, it's like everybody influences each other so no one is actually moving no one person is moving the glass it's like you're all moving the glass if you ask a question like what's you know the name of my teacher or whatever and it moves to m and like everybody maybe starts to think like michael and or you know something like that and so it'll just move to like everyone kind of pushes it to that thing you know what i mean it's like mm. everyone's influencing each other i think that's how it works but when you're a kid it's the scariest fucking shit you've ever done and the first time we did it it was it we did it in uh, the bathroom of my house because there was no windows in my bathroom 
Okay. So we like made the board and we lit the candles and stuff and then we started talking to it and the glass starts moving while we were all touching it. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking crazy. Who's moving the glass? And like you look up and there's just a bunch of like 13, 14 year olds just like faces just pure white, like absolutely petrified. And I was just like, fuck that. And we all ran out of the bathroom. And then a friend of mine, as he was running out of the bathroom, kicked his toe off the door frame and broke his toe. So then everyone at school used to make fun of him and say that ghosts broke his toe. Which <laughs> <laughs> is true. That Which ghost is true, yeah. Because the name. ghost influenced Michael. him to break his toe. Michael, your teacher Michael. My teacher Michael. Yeah. Um, do you want to introduce the show so that we can yeah. start talking about this film? What's up, people of Peopleton? Welcome to Second Opinion Movie Podcast. Ooh, it's not even Halloween. Ghost. I'm your host, Danny Jones. And with me, the bloated river corpse. <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually my, like, blues, like, singer name. Yeah. <laughs> bloated river corpse. Bloated river corpse. Mm. Well, come on down, listen to Bloated River Corps. <laughs> it's kind of an intense blues name. Um, so we watched... The first horror movie I feel like we've done since Suspiria, maybe? Unless you count Wake and Fright, but I wouldn't count Wake and no, Fright. No, Wake, Wake and Fright, I feel like it's a bit more psychological than... It's like, mental, but yeah. it's not a horror movie. Um, Maybe, yeah, it must be. I think this might be our first horror movie since Suspiria. Um, so we just watched, we watched Lake Mungo, which is an Australian film. Because we apparently just love those Australians. Because yeah. we watched... Well, because we've done uh, uh, recently, we've done Wake and Fright, yeah, uh, and the man who fell to Earth. Um, or not... was it the man from Earth? What was that one called? Yeah, I'm trying to remember what his name was. It man from because the man fell. Was to that Earth. Australian? I think we thought it was Australian. But did we turned... think it was Australian? Then it turned out to be American. Yeah. That might be the case. Yeah, I think. Let's go back and listen right now, live <laughs> on the podcast. Right, here we go. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it's a 2008 Australian movie. Um. It's a mockumentary. Yes. Not in the sense of... A comedy. Not in the sense of a comedy or something that's, you know, even just like shot like The Office where it's all kind of... This is very much filmed to feel like... And I think it does quite effectively to feel like a genuine documentary you would stumble across late night Mm. on like some back-end fucking channel on Sky. You know what I mean? Discovery plus one. (laughs) You could have watched it an hour earlier, but you fucked it. You missed it. But now you're excited. Like, it has that genuine feel. Um, the film is about a... Uh, family. Family in the aftermath of uh, the death of their daughter. Uh, she drowns in a lake. Uh, not long after she dies, a lot of kind of bizarre things start happening around their house. Um, they start seeing, you know, faces in mirrors and people walking down hallways and things like that. And they kind of start to com- become convinced that the ghost of the daughter is haunting the house but the pretty like interesting thing about this film i think is that as it goes on like it kind of starts to steer you in different directions to where that might not be the case and then it kind of starts to steer you back in directions where that might be the case and it kind of always keeps you guessing but i also think it's like a really really good movie about grief and the grieving process okay more so than it is like I mean, I also think it's a fantastic horror movie for reasons I will go into. But I love it. I've already seen it before. But this was your first time watching it. Who I know is not a big horror boy, but I thought you would enjoy this one because it's like different and there was like more things going on. So I'm wondering what you thought of it. I really like this film. Awesome. I really, really like this film. I thought it had lost you at one point, especially there's a point towards the end where it was getting to kind of an important moment. 
And I think you were looking at something on your phone, and I was like, that son of a bitch better fucking put his goddamn phone down before this spooky bit happens. I'm a, I'm a glancer, pal. I don't glance properly at my phone. I'm usually like a, right, just checking that, and then I'm back in. Yeah. Um, it, I can't do it. I have to, like... Like, it, I didn't so much mind with this one because I knew what was happening. Hmm. But I, when I'm watching a film for the first time, like, I, like, can't touch my phone. Like, I need to, like, what? Like, I need to experience it. I, I like to just glance just to make sure no one I know is on fire. Just to make sure. They'll have to wait. Mm. They'll have to wait until the Seems planet of the apes is over. <laughs> After all, it's just a film, you know. I'd rather know if my friends are on fire. Mm. Oh, I'll know. Just in 90 to 120 minutes or so, yeah. <laughs> um, On average, unless it's like Goodfellas, in which case they're fucked. <laughs> there was a bit where this film did lose me slightly. Okay. Um, and I'm not even... I don't even know if it was like necessary, but I think we'll get into that as um, like we talk about some of the twists and turns that are in this. Yeah, where, where do we kind of... I think the style, I, I think you're, I agree with you, it's very authentic. Like yeah. It feels very authentic. Um, you could ease. I feel like you could easily just show this to someone and just convince them it's a documentary. Yeah, it just yeah. sounds like a documentary. I, it would probably work better than, say, something like when the Blair Witch Project first came out. Hmm. Like I think that would still kind of withstand the test of like, you could turn out to be someone and be like, "Hey, there's this weird documentary from like 2008. Yeah. Watch this and tell me what you think." And I think if you just didn't let on at all that it was a film, it could potentially convince somebody. Yeah, it's almost got that because there's nothing too outlandish yeah is the thing yeah because that's the balance they've got to do haven't it they've got they've got to give you a documentary that's like convinces you there might be something ghost happening but not too much otherwise it'd just be on the news and everyone would be talking about it uh it's got to be sort of like something that you feel like is hidden there's almost like a that the old adam uh adult swim joke to it you know where the idea of adult swim is if you just happen to be channel hopping and you come across it you'll see some weird shit and you won't realize at first it's comedy like you could quite easily do this on a late night and you just like jump onto this channel and you go what's this all about totally oh fucking hell this is mental why haven't i heard about this and i think i i think one of the reasons it feels so genuine is because of the time that it was made in where a lot of like video technology in terms of like phones and stuff hadn't progressed that much yeah it, and it was very HD. basic nobody was yeah. hd ready in this and the film. same with the cameras that they're using in the film and even the news cameras like the news footage they show is like is it's garbage yeah. and that was something i found really interesting was to think about kind of the acting hmm. and like when you have these scenes that are laid out like there's the scene where they're having the seance and i'm like i wonder what it was like on the set of that where you have these four actors sat down sort of pretending to have a seance but the only camera that's on them is this one really just shitty low quality like vhs camera in the corner of the room like what is that like to to still act in and give kind of like a genuine feeling performance Mm. because i feel like everybody in this feels quite genuine the acting yeah yeah really good it's just like it's very downplayed Mm. uh because because the um most of the footage you see is like recreations of some sort Mm. like it's kind of mostly just them going about their day and like maybe like a a a video of them in the location where the story they're talking about happened so you don't feel they they don't have to do in much in the same way acting like not in the same sort of like in a performance way because they're just like oh this is just a it's just footage of the mother going through her daughter's things and Mm. that's just what the footage is and then the, the talking there um you get the sense that it's like a story they've told a few times that they've uh they they're not like there's no sort of theatrics to mm. it they're just quite quite frankly just 
telling a story as if it was the 16th billion time they've ever told it to someone they've never met yeah. before. Uh, and the way the act, that, that acting just works so well and it feels so authentic. And there's very few times where they actually have to like full on act which i think mm. really does goes a long way because like you could be the best actor in the world but it's still hard to fake yeah. authenticity so like in as you say like it's mostly low grain footage stuff when they do the the seance like video it's uh low footage it's kind of at an angle it's a bit downplayed it's um yeah so you d- they don't have to rely too much on like authentic acting yeah like actually like full-on theatrical and it's mo- it's mostly just sort of done in this really the way you've seen a billion documentaries like this before it's mm. they're just talking to the camera and um they're um it just feels yeah quite it almost feels robotic but in just the mm. way you would expect from a documentary like this yeah because i like i think there's a lot of kind of bit of people who just are kind of in it for one moment <clears> they're <throat> like one talking headshot you know it's like oh th- she went to the doctor we'll interview the doctor or like this guy fucking took a photo let's we'll get a quick grab of his interview and they do kind of feel like people where it's like well i don't know much about this filmmaking business but i'll answer your questions on yeah. the camera sure <laughs> like if they were because about- you know they'll say things like yeah he came down to my farm and yeah, he seemed like an all right bloke and like <laughs> yeah if they were talking about something ridiculous it'd be hilarious of how yeah. just how just down to earth everyone is mm-hmm. i think the accent does help a bit because mm-hmm. like obviously they've all got australian accents but there's just something so just like so nice to hear yeah that that sort of really sort of um just natural australian accent yeah me just uh Mm -hmm. yeah i didn't ask him about it you know his wife his daughter died and i didn't ask him about it you know he just didn't we just got yeah you know we just got over it it felt very as blokes do you know what i mean (laughs) oh we had too many penises to get rid of like into our feelings um yeah, it just felt really authentic. Um, the acting was great, and the, the the footage and the way it's edited together, it just felt like they'd really studied these sort of documentaries mm. and really brought it together. Yeah, and what I love love about it as well, and I think the thing that makes it feel real is what you were kind of saying earlier about how it never it never it never pushes things like too far. Mm. Like it's always, you know, it doesn't go to paranormal activity levels where doors are slamming and you know there's knocking and things like that it's literally just when they rewatch video footage there's you know the face of their daughter is in the back of the room or something like that and mm. that's it and it's like there's there's a there's like a level of believability to yeah. that because they're not they're not trying to get you to believe too much mm. until kind of the very last scene which or you know one of the last scenes the last kind of scare which I think, in my opinion, is one of the most effective scares in a horror film that I've ever fucking seen. I knew exactly what was coming that time, and I still, like, properly jumped. Like, properly, like, shivers went right up me, and I was just like, I, I hate this. <laughs> um, but we will kind of get to that. So the, the, the first sort of, like, after the death, they're mourning, and then it sort of goes into this the uh the kids so it's two uh mum dad and uh a son and obviously the dead daughter uh the son starts getting into photography and he starts taking photos mm. around and he's like uh experimenting stuff and that's when images of alice the daughter starts coming up in some of his photos and he starts filming stuff around the house and her, like figures move by and stuff like that so that's where it starts to get into like yeah <coughs> ghosty yeah ghosty that's and, where it starts to become your kind of 
par- like sort of low tier like paranormal activity yeah, yeah. style thing where because they they do go into like stuff that is more psychological like the mother has quite horrific nightmares yeah but that's really believable from that mm. sort of perspective oh, yeah, 100% yeah you would expect like grief to take that sort of form in some mm. way or the other like that's um she she having vivid dreams of like her um daughter like yeah yeah. yeah, and then the even the husband, who's kind of you'd kind of feel is a bit more down to earth. Even he's like starts to have like a, a vision of her and stuff, and it's like you still think, oh, it's still grief and stuff. And then you start to see images and stuff, but you're wondering how much they're projecting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's that's where it starts off and because that's yeah, that's where it's kind of that that whole kind of denial part of grief really comes into play in that mm. in that segment of the film because obviously they they start seeing these photos and the mum's immediate kind of conclusion is like well my daughter must still be alive because i didn't see the body hmm. and now she's appearing in these photographs she must still be alive but the father and saw obviously the body. you're you're sitting in your yeah the father saw the body but then he starts to say well you know even i started to believe it wasn't and it's that thing of like you as a kind of rational person i feel like wouldn't wouldn't see that photo that the son takes of the garden see alice standing in the garden and be like that's that is my daughter alive stood in the garden because it's like well why you know the rational thing is just like why didn't he see her when he took the photo then yeah if she's standing there blatantly in the garden but they are like they become so kind of convinced by it that they go so far as to have the you know the local government the local council dig up the grave and redo a dna test to 100 percent confirm that it is alice yeah and it is alice because of course it is because again she's not just standing in the garden or standing at the end of your hallway but they become like so convinced by just these few images because they're so distraught hmm. that their daughter's died that they'll just fucking latch on to anything and i thought that whole kind of sequence was really affecting yeah because you're still on the still on like the fence at this point you're like well yeah there's some figures moving around and stuff and there's mm-hmm. uh, they've got these visions and stuff but it's all explainable mm-hmm. which i think is really cool especially when you're trying to make this like authentic documentary you kind of still need it to be like the to, to keep the skeptics on of like yeah. yeah well there's there's a few reasonable explanations of this of like yeah, I mean, that looks like Alice's face, but really it just kind of looked like a blur with like mm-hmm. a almost black looking hair. Um, and then it's not just Matthew, the son's um, photos. They also come across this other photo of this guy they took like around the lake that yeah. looks like Alice is in the background and stuff like that. Uh, and that sort of becomes um, famous locally. So um, yeah, it's kind of, I like how believable it, it, stay, it stays mm. there. And then there's a, a twist, which is wasn't what I was expecting. And it's quite, yeah, especially quite kind of still early yeah. in the film's kind of... It turns out that Matthew has been faking a lot of these photos uh-huh. um, using, like, tricks with mirrors and, like, TV, like, video footage mm. of um, Alice. And uh, I think it's a weird twist. It is bizarre. Um, because, um, yeah, I don't know, it kind of... I feel like they they really build up that atmosphere, and I think that kind of takes the steam out the mm. that atmosphere they've built up so far. Um, it's kind of strange. I'm not hundred percent sure when all said and done whether they needed that twist. So, yeah, so that that's kind of the one bit I was thinking about 
because obviously they have him re- they have it revealed that he's faked those photos but then kind of a few minutes after that's revealed you know they tell that this thing about how oh well they went away for a few days and we left the cameras running for you know a day and a half and here's like untouched footage with you know no no that's so- no that's that's a different twist so like they- no, no 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 so this is the, no this is where i'm getting um and obviously in those fo- in that footage it's like well you know they haven't touched this footage but there's like a face of yeah. a ghost and there's a face of a ghost and it seemed in terms of the plot it seems a bit odd to like say hey the ghost stuff is fake but then almost immediately go oh but no but there is actually real ghosts though yeah it's like you know what i mean why is there like yeah it's very it seems unlikely that if this boy's faked these ghost mm-hmm. images that then it would turn out there's other ghost images. And what's the chances that he would fake a ghost at the same time that there's a ghost who presents itself in the exact same way? Yeah. So I think it does take steam out. I think it then kind of undermines later on when other stuff comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if they wanted to go down the route, there should be more of a hint that like Matthew might uh, have faked it. I'll, uh, maybe the idea of like someone, they cut to an into someone who's like, oh... I believe Matthew faked it because I think that's part of his grief process. Yeah. And then that's in your head. You're like, yeah, all right. Okay. Because like, again, it's... that is obviously what they're going for. Is yeah. That that's part of that. He almost find He says it himself. He's like, he, he wanted people to believe there was something rather than nothing. Yeah. Like his family and stuff, because it, I don't know, it just kept her kind of memory alive in mm. like quite a disturbing way, I guess. But... but it would be interesting. I feel like they should have maybe implied more that Matthew had done it rather than just have him and everybody just state, yeah, Matthew did it, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like it just takes the steam out of like the ghost stuff they're mm. building up. And then it's like everything in the first half doesn't feel like it matters as mm. much. And um, then moving on when you're trying to bring him back ghosts, you're like, well, n- I feel like you've already done this film and then you kind of put a neat bow mm. on it and now you're, you're just starting this different chapter. I think that that's the one part of the film I just thought didn't work. Mm. Um, and then it goes kind of in a weird direction. Well, yeah, because after that part, for a little while, it kind of stops. The ghost stuff kind of comes to a halt and it becomes much more of this sort of sort of secretive family yeah. drama. Which, before it became... Before, like, there's a, there is a, a wee gap between ghost stuff ending and then secretive drama starting where mm-hmm. I started to be lost a bit. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't... Like, I feel like I've been in a free fall of, like, I don't know like, where this is this going. going yeah, yeah, like, if you're no longer do If you're not doing ghosts or, like, if you've disproved ghosts, where are you going after this? Mm-hmm. Um, but it turns out one, on the footage of the raw footage of it where they see one of the faces it turns out that it's the neighbor mm. who's br- uh, come uh, like stuck into the house and is looking for something which already that gives me creeps in a different way cuz like that idea that someone might be in your flat and you don't yeah. know is quite a creepy idea so and then just seeing creepy. that neighbor like just sort of crouched down yeah. trying to hide and not even realize that camera's pointed at him I like, think that's Ooh. I think that is the the part of in the film they nail that that kind of scary atmosphere in terms of they they throw up images and you can look at the image for ages and not see anything unusual until that like slow zoom starts to move in and like sure enough like deep in the background there's like a face you know like looking back at you and like i i find that and i think combined with the the score like the score is really atmospheric and really creepy in it it stays pretty minimalist but then amps up when it needs to and like just these really chilling sounds that it's used like that combined with those like slow zoom ins on the image like 
to me is more scary than any straight you know like a jump scare mm. you know i always remember because it just fills you with that like just yeah. horrible dread of like i i just want this image to go away like i just i just want it to go away and i actually think i think in ter- like in that aspect i i feel watching that film for the first time when i watched it by myself in like winter so it was like dark really early and i was in the flat by myself and i watched it i i like i've never really had sleep paralysis but watching those scenes that i almost feel like that's what it must feel like because i'm sitting there and i'm looking at these the, you know these images and it's the slow zoom ins and you're you seeing the face and like my, i just like didn't want to move mm. and like look away and i'm like i just want this image to stop and then it cuts back to like you know just a, an interview with someone and you kind of feel that like like that kind of rela- okay we're safe for like at least another minute or so until we get yeah. to another I think it's definitely the the scariest parts of horror films when they're most effective for me. I think it's that vulnerability of you being watched and you don't realise yeah. it. I, th- I always remember, uh, I like the film The Barbadook, but I remember the most creepiest part. It's the news, is it? The the, news yeah, when, yeah uh, that's my favourite part too. The mother is like watching the news and she's kind of falling asleep and she wakes up and there's this murder that's happened on the news. And it just cuts between like footage and stuff. And then it cuts to like just this, this side of this house um, but then it reveals that in the window, the mother herself is like yeah. looking right at you. And I think that's the scariest part. She's yeah. looking right at you from the window, like smiling. And like, yeah. you just didn't see her at first. And that's that vulnerability of being yeah. watched. And you didn't even realize like that somebody knows you're there and you don't know they're there. And that's mm-hmm. that very much is encompassed in this film mm-hmm. uh, at its best. It's like you are uh, uh, when you're looking at this photo and you don't realize that someone's looking right at yeah. you. It's a... Uh, terrifying and even like in there something that's not even ghost related when it turns out the neighbor is in the house yeah. you're like that's scary that you it could freaked be... me out because uh, this this was my second time seeing it and when the shot that because obviously you see the shot that he's in early in the film mm. but it's not so much later in the film that they you know zoom in on they're like oh there was someone else in the frame and they zoom in him but i like fucking watched like a hawk to see if i could spot him and like you just can't because the video quality is so low and like yeah it almost creates this like like all the fuzz and stuff it just makes the, the image look as if obviously it's a video so it is a moving image but like makes like the image look like it's moving and things just get kind of lost in it so when they do zoom in on stuff it's like oh that like what you were saying it's like it's so well hidden but in plain sight and when you see it it just like you feel all the more freaked out because you're like why didn't i see that and now i feel not good inside <laughs> it's terrifying um so it turns out that the neighbor is breaking in because Alice has a video of. I know. I think I, I got. I did get a bit fuzzy because I feel like there's a lot of names thrown at you yeah. at the same time. Um, the neighbor. It's and- the neighbor and his wife, and she's engaged in like a sexual relationship with them. Yeah. Yeah, and they have a videotape of it. Right. Yeah. Um, I actually, while we were watching it, I went and checked on Wikipedia to make sure I was, like, getting it all right. Because, yeah, I agree with you. It is a bit kind of, like... Well, they, they throw in... Because they say something about a five-year-old and nine-year-old boy. And that's the neighbor's kids, right? That's the right? kids, because she was babysitting their kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, she, okay. So, oh, I see. So, the Alice was babysitting their kids. And then, they can go, okay, okay. Because that makes a bit more... Um, I, think, I don't know. I feel like I got a little lost there of, like, what was happening. Um... You see a brief sex video and Alice is in and you're like, right, okay, I get the gist. Yeah. This is bad. This yeah. is not great. Um, 
so he's coming to he's coming to find the video because he doesn't want to fucking he doesn't want them to find the video and him to get um caught which they never resolve in this because i'm presuming mm. well because i think had they not left did they not say they'd like disappeared? oh they did they moved yeah. away yeah. yeah so okay that makes sense because i was did wonder i was like oh so did he did they get arrested mm. um but then it's kind of from that it moves into kind of i feel like less being about grief and more being about i guess like guilt or like the sense of dread because that's that's kind of what the last chunk of the film seems to be about hmm. is she's talking about you know having these like after this after this event has happened and she kind of feels filled with so much guilt about it and she's having to keep it so deep down that it's like eating away at her and she just feels this sense of dread and things like that and when she talks about going and standing at the foot of her mum's bed and like just watching them sleep but just being filled with like just this intense like fear and I just found like that description like when when the mum like reads out that diary entry Mm. just like so terrifying to think about like just being that overcome with fear like that you just can't like control yourself and because it it um because it you kind of slowly reveal that Alice might have known she was going to die yeah. before she uh, it's about I don't know like five or six months before she did yeah. she started getting visions um she started to change a bit um yeah she has she goes to a psychic yeah uh, that they that the mother's been going to the for the whole film um and then it turns out there's this camping trip that they went on yeah so this is where things kind of come to a head and like what becomes like i said what i think is one of the most effective scares Mm. that i've ever seen is um yeah they go on this trip to lake mungo uh it's like a kind of teenager like camping trip yeah i don't know i don't it's like a scout i don't really know what it is yeah i I could really tell yeah they were drinking or i think yeah it just sounds like they've just gone out they've they've been drinking they're messing around good fucked up (laughs) um so uh, all of the all of the footage of that camp is obviously through fucking two thousand eight yeah. mobile phone footage. You can tell they, they probably hot garbage. Oh yeah, you can see because everything's filmed in a, a portrait. No one's yeah. filmed in landscape. Um, and so they, you know, in that footage, they see the daughter in the background like burying something. So they're like, right, well, we got to get the fuck out there and like find out what it is. And so they go out there and they dig it up, and it's. Among other things, it's her, it's her, it's her phone which she claimed to have lost, and they watch the footage from that, and she wanders off by herself and is confronted by the 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 what was it you called me at the start the the uh, the water bloated corpse the water bloated corpse she's confronted by her own corpse in this like such i don't know how it affected you but the first time i saw it and even that time it really got to me and i think it i think again it's everything that this film does right in terms of like actually getting under your skin which is like the slow build up to it the fact that like the camera quality just is not good and you're kind of struggling to make out what's going on Mm. you can see the the figure way off in the distance and it just slowly slowly comes in closer to you it's not the camera zooming in this time it's like whatever it is is coming closer to her and just like as it slowly kind of reveals what it is 
and then it and you you know you realize that it's the it's some sort of person and then it just freezes on her and then someone says it's you know it was it, her corpse yeah and you have that moment of like i almost feel like you ha- i get what i was just saying you have that moment when it freezes and you hear the, the woman start talking of like okay i'm safe again and then she says that and then it goes right back into the footage and there's like something that the film has never done before it she gives out like this kind of blood curdling scream and the camera suddenly jolts and it talking about right now i can feel the fucking hairs on the back of my neck stand up i freaked me out so much the first time i saw it and like i said even that time i still like completely like jumped like i just it freaks me the fuck out well, they, they it's so their, effectively done yeah they picked their like moment to have yeah. like a to have a loud noise about the screen to have like a, a kind of jump scare yeah um which would be so typical all throughout a, a, hot, a regular horror film but this one they they have one and then they picked it and like the most but that's it and it's but it's not just a loud annoying jump scare it's like everything that works up to it like is effectively done and it's things that the film has been doing already it knows how to get you to a point where like, you can't look away almost hmm. you know what i mean or that you're looking intensely for or intently for something and they just know how to fucking get you it it terrifies me that scene i'm fucking freaked out about the fact that i'm in the flat alone tonight <laughs> <laughs> it's very it's i should say it's like you don't recognize it at first which is kind of it's kind of a weird way to do like a horror film like this yeah. where you have like the monster staring at you the th- in the face and you're like I don't understand, and then someone's like, "Oh, I, I saw it. The, the bloated, the, the, the corpse of my daughter that I saw that day." And I'm like, oh. and then you start like the dots connect in your head, yeah. and you're like, "Oh fuck, what? Yeah. What? Wait, what? yeah." It's like so weird that the idea of that, like someone, like it seems weird. It seems like bad filmmaking for someone have to have to identify what's in front of you, but the uh. way it works, yeah, the way they work it, you're like sucked in. Yeah, like, oh my god, Completely. fucking hell it's um it's fucking brilliant i think like yeah. I, genuinely it's almost as if the whole film is building to that moment and then they just they get you like they get you so bad <laughs> um yeah but i i i do and then what you were saying about kind of the the acting like you only get her reactions through this this just really like muffled pixelated video footage Hmm. um but you you just you you get it like you see her kind of like hug somebody and then all the girls are running because they're running from the rain and they're all laughing and it kind of freeze frames as the camera moves past her face and she just looks terrified and i was like man this is a fucking effective sequence for like a bunch of shit shot on you know a mobile camera from 2008 it's like so effective again it's like because the the girls everybody has all this video footage it almost seems like it should be cliche by the end of the film that everybody has video footage of everything oh my god I've got video footage and it turns out this is in the background but like it's just it's it's unsuspecting video footage even the girls like messing around on their phone like oh we were just messing around that day and they're looking back and they're like oh wow Alice was I'd never noticed before but Alice was terrified and even even the whole the whole Alice's storyline, like their parents going, like thinking that everything was okay and that their daughter was fine, but it turned out the whole time she was like fucked up in the head and mm. she was terrified and she was scared and she was like, yeah, sleeping with the neighbors next door. And, like, it, right, like the the horror of this film is that everything in front of you is not quite what it might uh-huh. be, and you're like, oh, that's that's quite that really psychologically, yeah, like 
digs into your brain as you're watching this film. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it's good. It makes me happy. A bit nervous, a bit anxious. Well, at least you have like a nice bus ride home after this. Yeah. Like you're gonna leave, and I'm just left in the empty flat. Yeah. What kind of things do you? Do? Well, you don't. Do you get scared? You don't really get scared, but neither do I normally. But that's why I think that's such a testament to that film. The only other film I can think of in recent years that kind of makes me feel the way that made me feel was the first time I saw Creep. Like the first okay, Creep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, which really... Because I, I didn't know what that was. And the hmm. first time I watched it, and again, it's just that 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 uneasy feeling as you start to realize that this guy is not who hmm. he says he is and him just really getting under your skin. And I remember that film ended and it was another situation where I was in the flat by myself. I need to stop watching these movies when I was in the flat by myself. Yeah. First time I watched that, I was fucking genuinely terrified. Yeah. Like genuinely sat in my room by myself fucking so scared there are images come up so when the credits are playing there's um some like photos come up where i I guess it's meant to be you know more it's like future family holiday video or like home videos and things like that and they'll freeze frame and you can see that you know the the ghost of alice presumably Mm. is watching over them I never saw any of that shit the first time I watched it because the second that like directed by came up, I was like done. Like I yeah. need, I need this to be done. Like I can't, I can't handle anymore because <laughs> um, I was just so freaked out by it. Um, but yeah, what do you do? You have like, I guess it's just watch funny stuff, isn't it? It's just like yeah, trying... yeah. It's lighthearted stuff. Yeah. I yeah, I would do that. I would, it was just uh, watch cartoon. I always think that um, when I used to watch more horror films. Um, I would always watch SpongeBob SquarePants afterwards because mm. you really just can't go wrong with the something as innocent as SpongeBob SquarePants. Well, Netflix only has season eight. Is that good? I don't know. Mm. When did it go downhill? I'm not a SpongeBob. I don't know. Did SquarePants. SpongeBob go downhill? I feel like nobody talks about it. <laughs> well, that's probably where it went downhill. You know, it must have gone downhill if nobody's still talking about it at some point. Yeah, yeah, must have. But everyone still loves SpongeBob. Everyone loves it. But does it ever, it's like The Simpsons. Everyone loves The Simpsons. Yeah. Not, not now. <laughs> but like they still love the Simpsons. I love the when. idea of the Simpsons. Back in the day, yeah. Uh, probably SpongeBob's the same. Mm. But whatever. Even at season eight, I'm sure it's like yeah. But something like that, I get you. I get you. It's just, I think especially like I said because that film, it it's the whole thought of someone watching you and you not being aware of it and stuff that in particular yeah. like, plays in your mind quite is that because that again it's that's so, it's so grounded hmm. it feels like something that could genuinely happen yeah and i always got me an it follows when like you're looking in the background for the the thing like the monster mm-hmm. to the walks right at you and you're just like you like yeah you're just like where's the, it gonna it be could be there the monster could be there right in front of me looking yeah. at me and i don't know Oh man, I'm anxious. I also f- I feel very anxious. Yeah, but I just I think it's such a like I said I think it's such a stunning film about grief and the grieving process and dread and anxiety and just depression and all this stuff just which I think you know a lot of horror films kind of try to be about hmm. and I I don't think there's as many that succeed on the level that this one does. Hmm. Because they just feel like real people. They feel like a real family, yeah. as you said, as we've said before. Like they feel, they don't even feel like they're trying to convince you of anything. No, they're like, this is the story. Look, it, it's kind of like it's got. It might have a ghost in it. Like even, especially like the dad, who's kind of like, he he, he almost doesn't feel like he believes any of uh-huh. it. Still, he's just, there's almost a sense of like, 
No, I'm not. Sh- no, I don't really believe in ghosts. But mm. this was kind of weird. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. It was a bit weird. Yeah. Hmm. Because yeah. you. <sighs> Because you buy into that, you buy into their sort of cynicalness of it, mm. like the collectively of like not being quite sure what to make of it themselves. Mm. I'm. Got, I like that at the end of the film as well. They you do get a sense that they have moved on. Yeah, because it feels like they kind of get to the bottom of the Alice mystery. Is, that was her name, was it? Is it Alice? Where did I just pull that from? No, I think it's Alice. It is Alice. Yeah. Okay. I just, my brain just fucking did a glitch there and it was like, is that right? Or have you just bit pulled that out of thin air? Um, you know, they've kind of got to the bottom of that mystery and even though to get to the bottom of it almost raises more questions because they're like, well, we think she saw a ghost but we don't under we don't understand it. You know hmm. what I mean? We don't understand what that means. But they kind of get to the bottom of that and she says, you know, we she's like, we got back to the house and suddenly like it felt like this kind of air of anxiety had just kind of lifted and the house felt calm and it's like that's a nice thought it's like i genuinely felt like i'm so happy that the this fictional family Mm. gets to move on and have a chance at life and i'm glad that you know those those kind of images that you see at the end it's a lot of it's a lot of like happy stuff that's happening yeah and then it'll pause and you can kind of see like an image or a face in the background but it's like a nice image Mm. it's like you know they're at a birthday party or they're hanging out at a lake and she's in the background. You know what I mean? It's like, it's nice things. It's nice stuff. And like I said, I'm glad this fictional family gets to move on. Yeah. Plus, I'm glad they didn't go for a major reveal about her death. Because I think that would yeah. push a bit too much on the believability of it. Yeah. And also, the ghost solved the murder. And also, yeah. And also, the ghost, was un- the ghost was under the water at the lake. And she was a monster. It was the Loch Ness monster, everyone. We've solved it. Yeah, it's weird when they went to Loch Ness at the end of this film. Yeah, I mean, you know, they had it in the budget to do some travelling. Like, yeah. Might as well get a couple of shots in Loch Ness. Fair enough. Fuck it, everybody else is filming here. Yeah. The Avengers, Detective Pikachu, Steven Spielberg's bringing his movie Sam here. Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes with Steven Spielberg. Whatever. They're both involved. Uh, Everybody's... Hobbs, Hobbs and Calvin. That filmed here. Venom had that one fucking uh, shot in the trailer, like yeah, like helicopter shot that I I guess was meant to be uh, San Francisco. No, it was supposed to be because it showed London afterwards. It was just showing you a bunch of towns. But what do they have to do with Venom? Because Venom's all set in San Francisco. Nothing. Because my old flat was in it. Your old flat was in it. Have you seen Wild Rose? No, your flat, your flat's in Wild Rose. Is it? Yeah. Well, there you she go. comes out of uh, what's that pub? What's that famous pub everybody goes to? Oh, the the old pub. Yeah, all the hipsters hang out there. I forget. Tr- trying to remember won't make interesting yeah. podcast. But um, yeah, she comes out of that bar, and your old flat is like in the background. Awesome. Yeah. So there's a little fact. If you weren't already convinced to go see Wild Rose. Well, the only reason I would see Wild Roses is if my old flat was in it. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point? Well, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Beats the other day. Yeah. I don't think your old flat's in that, unfortunately. Because no. that's set in the 90s. Would your flat have even been built in the 90s? I don't know. I don't think so, actually. I'm pretty sure they were quite new. Mm. Luxury accommodation? Yeah. Overrun by chunkies and uh, prostitutes. <laughs> we're getting too much into the specifics. Yeah, now, right? <laughs> now they can pinpoint my old flat. Um... Cool. I feel like. Do you have anything more you want to say? No. Uh, check all your old videos for ghosts in the back. Yeah, because apparently they're just all over the fucking yeah. place. I've I've been filming like a second every day. Hmm. 
this year. With there's a ghost in every. I was gonna say second. in every single second. Like if I go back and look, and it's like, oh my god, no. and it's it's the ghost of you in every second. Yeah, like, I'm not dead yet, but this is somehow happening. Well, that's the first film, wasn't it? Like yeah. that was a ghost of a person who hadn't died yet. That's true. That's true. Yeah, so that's very go. true. It might, it might just be my bloated face. <sighs> that's gonna. I swear, that's gonna fucking haunt my dreams tonight. I do not want to go to sleep. I think if my flatmate was home, I'd at least, even though obviously I don't sl- share a room with him, the com- the comfort of knowing he was Someone in the other room flat. would be nice. Yeah, like, um, but alas, that second opinion. <laughs> Do we? You can get us on Facebook. You can get us Facebook, Twitter. You always say Twitter. We don't use it. I know. I always forget. I don't use Twitter. It's because we don't have followers there. I feel like we need to do something to like prompt followers. If you I... want to follow us, follow us at Second Opinion. Uh, that's second with a two. Uh, I feel like I'd be more inclined to f- post anything if we had. But then, if you post things, then maybe people will latch on. You know, I'm not sure if we have. We any need followers. to. We need to make no. But then you can get followers by making content. If we just have an empty page sat there, I just don't like Twitter. <laughs> that's why like I was Twitter like, either. you do the Twitter part. Like I, I'll, I don't want to touch that shit I hate it I hate to her okay I'll tweet more I'll do that well you can find us there at second opinion second with a two and Facebook Facebook's there as well yeah same thing eat your JK Simmons eat your bloody JK Simmons watch out for ghosts watch out for your JK Simmons ghosts also just have a fucking nosy through like the history channel at like two in the morning they show shows about like Bigfoot and stuff now hmm it's not history that's made up nonsense. <laughs> that made up nonsense happened in the past. Well, I mean, everything happened in the past, didn't it? No, not the stuff yet to come. No, but that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, you can't make it... a documentary about something that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, but once it happens, it'll be in the past. Can you make a documentary about something that hasn't happened yet? Because then uh, it wouldn't be a documentary. You're not documenting it. You could do a documentary on entropy. The death heat of the universe. So mm, that's true. So like you could do. Well, that. there we go. You just proved me fucking wrong. Yeah, like yeah. you could do that, and it's not going to happen for billions of trillions of years. But you you could do a documentary on it if you liked. I'll watch it. Yeah, just to be proved wrong. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's big of you, actually. <laughs> to, to, I'm an open-minded guy. Danny. To watch a documentary to uh, be proved wrong. Anyway, this is bullshit. E. J. K. Simmons, everyone. E. J. K. Simmons. Good night. Dribble. Sleep tight.